am your host, Ruth Rubio. The purpose of the Spanglish Latina podcast is to give and create a safe space where we can talk about anything and everything. Nothing is off limits. Real conversations where we can learn, grow, and share personal experiences, knowledge, and advice. Take what speaks to you and what doesn't resonate, you can choose to take it with a grain of salt. Think of this as a conversation with your amigas or your homegirls. And just a reminder, everything I do or say comes from a good place and I always mean well. Now let's get started. And thank you for joining me on another episode of Luna Mia podcast. I am so excited to introduce my next guest. I don't think she needs an intro, but for si acaso, just in case someone doesn't know about her, her name is Linda Garcia. She is the CEO of the Chosen 100 LLC, founder in Loose We Trust, a Cali native and proud Latina. Linda spent 17 years working in the TV and film industry, helping well-recognized TV networks, movie studios, and streaming services build programming for the U.S. Hispanic market. Despite enjoying the work, Linda knew there was more to life than knowing to make someone else rich. Amen to that. Eventually, she took the knowledge she'd gained and used it to launch the Let There Be Loose podcast, a weekly podcast aimed to channel one's spiritual journey, which led Linda, which Linda concluded in the 101st episode. In 2019, after relocating to Dallas, Linda's spiritual journey led her to what she considers her life's purpose, to help the Latinx community heal the generational money wounds that prevent them from achieving wealth. In 2020, at the height of the pandemic, Linda launched her first dog market course for beginners and created a rapidly growing community of Latinx investors on Patreon and Instagram known as In Loose We Trust. Today, Linda is a published children's book author, a self-made business owner, and a guiding loose for thousands of people of color who are looking to break free from limiting and toxic money mentalities. Linda's book, Wealth Warrior, is set to be released in April of 2023. Oh, I'm so excited for that. And Loose We Trust in his experience-led online community with courses that address limiting beliefs prevalent in communities of color with a step-by-step component that simplifies the stock market, helping to navigate fears that are tied to our upbringing. Through this conversation, we hope to demystify money and investing, help identify common money wounds, and we subconsciously hold, gain clarity, and move towards taking action and investing. Welcome, Linda. Thank ah! you. Thank you for having me. Oh my this gosh. Great. Boss has bitch energy. Aries yes. full energy is yes. in full force. I have my velita y todo lo girl. I'm rapping for us. Yes, I love it. We have the same birthday. And it's funny because when I ran into you years ago, I think you came up on my algorithm on Instagram. And I feel like the Instagram algorithm sometimes is like, here you go, girl. This is who you need in your life. The and law I'm, of attraction. for Exactly. Sure. So I'm like, you know what? I found you. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was just my friend and I, Alex, she's in the community as well. We're like, we want to get into the stock market. But same thing, girl. I feel like a lot of us in the actual community or like you know we were intimidated by it we thought it was for only rich white people and there was no you know representation so when I saw your page I'm like hold up the universe was like there you go girl (laughs) (laughs) yes I love it I think that's such a testament to how important it is for us to show up in how we need to show up you know what I mean like where we can't be dependent on the white man to educate us. We can't be dependent on the white man to feed us the way we need to be fed or nurture us the way we need to be nurtured or produce us the way we want to be produced or publish us the way we want to be published. Like all of those things. I think that this is just a testament to showing up as you are with what you have and 
presenting it in the way that you feel called to present it. And that like, it's kind of like the build it and they will come concept, you know, where I just knew that this was lacking for me. And so you have to think if it's lacking for you, it's probably lacking for, for many others as well. So I'm happy that you found the community and are part of our community, your contribution, Alex's contribution, all of that is, is so meaningful, necessary and important. Yes. I feel like I see you as like the Tia that I always wanted. (laughs) Yeah, like the cool young Thea. And I feel like that I'm like that hopefully to my niece and nephews now where I'm like, we need more people where you feel comfortable. And, you know, sometimes they're going to call you out on your shit in a loving way. And you need that sometimes because you even hit it on your stories this weekend where we have to stop pretending like life is perfect because it's not toxic positivity is something that we need to get rid of where I had a meltdown even before we recorded like my estantos hinchados because I was like, when your podcast to begin with was one of my inspirations because towards the last few episodes you're like we need more people of color in the podcast industry I'm like you know what I always thought about it but there goes our ego like I can te va escuchar or what are you gonna bring to the table but I'm like you know what who cares that's just ego trying to stop us and I feel like it's kind of like anything you know there's always resistance when there is change and we're like you mentioned we're breaking generational curses or just money wounds or the spiritual journey is not easy so I feel like there's so much to tackle on so I feel like with this community power of manifesting I needed a community that was into the same things because like with the stock market you know you bring it up to people when you first hear about it and people are like okay yeah, callate, like I'm over it like I don't want to invest my <laughs> yes. money and like, we forget that not everyone's on the same journey we're in yes so with the community I feel like okay it's like a group of people that are open-minded that are gonna call us out if we need to but in a loving way and this community has been life-changing and I'm all about giving flowers when they're due and thank you for even allowing me to even think of even starting a podcast and I I just love you Linda I love you so much and I love our community thank thank you for building that community that so many of us needed and like I said I cried before even coming because the power manifestation on one of my first episodes, I was speaking like, oh, one day I, I'm going to have her on my, you know, podcast. And now it's actually happening. So it's like here, girl, I'm telling you, it's like, I don't want to sound cocky because I feel like we talk about that too in the community. We're like, we are all power, like manifestors for sure. Yes. Manifestors. Yeah. We, we all have that. So when it happens, I'm like, okay, there it is again. And I don't want to, you know, show off, but it's like, no, like we all have this energy, this boss ass energy. And I feel we need to all just the fuchi freaking noises and the egos trying to stop us from growing. And I thank you for being so vulnerable too and putting that out there, like I said, because it's not always easy. And I feel like everyone has that little voice in us trying to sabotage. Yeah. And I think that it doesn't, it's not something that necessarily goes away. There will be more dreams that, you know, are still scary and we still will try to stop ourselves. Like for example, for me personally, a really big goal of mine is to get back on YouTube. I used to have a YouTube channel a long time ago before the podcast. And I really like, I am, I, I think about that every, I'm not kidding, at least every single day, if not every single day, every other day, mainly because I consume so much YouTube 
that I'm present in the space. And it's a reminder all the time of how I'm not executing that. And a lot of it is fear. A lot of it is like taking up that space in the finance world on YouTube feels so intimidating to me. It feels so scary. And then there is the practical part of like, girl, get the book out first. You like finish over here what you have pending and then let's focus on that, you know? So there's a lot of that, but I, I mean that all that to share that like, I, st- I have fears and I'm going to continue to have those fears and I'm, and I have to continue to work and navigate and quiet down those voices and move towards the direction of fear, even though it is present. I agree. I feel like, you know, when I had my crying session, I'm like, okay, girl, you need to see what is happening, right? Like you need to sit down and I meditated on it. And I just like, like you said, it's not going to be easy. And we just have to work through those emotions and know that that's just homeostasis trying to prevent us from (laughs) changing and the resistance is there. And how do you do it when you know you're a master manifester and those things happen? How have you dealt with those emotions of like, shit, should I show this off? Or like, you know, because you want to put it out there because you want to put that energy out out there. So it's in the universe. So how do you deal with those when they come up? Yeah. So I think for me, I've, it's been a change in perspective because there is a lot that I've like kept quiet or kept hidden and for that, those exact reasons. But now as I'm moving towards more and more expansion, I understand how necessary it is for us to talk about what we are experiencing because like, you know, if let there be lose as a podcast, um, moved you in the, in that way, creating content for me in that way that I do feel was a special way to create content. I feel like let there be loose is the storytelling that just the way it is. I hadn't seen anyone produce a podcast like that. And that's the intention is like, I want to produce it in this way. And if you, if there's folks that take inspiration from it and their, their experience changes, or I make them feel like you can do this too, it's because you can, it's because you can do it too. And so I think part of the process in sharing what you have accomplished, what you have manifested, it's important for me to see that you're doing it. It's important for other Latinas to see that you're doing it. It's important for nieces and nephews to see that you're doing it like it is so important just over the weekend my um my best friend Melissa she posted the book and her daughter is my cousin's daughter so she's like my blood her last name's Garcia she's a Garcia and she read I dedicated her name is in the dedication of the book and she read the dedication she's like and my name is my my tia Linda Garcia is a published author and my name is right here you know and like I just got so emotional and I thought to myself like wow how different would my thought process be in life if my tia had written a book on the stock market like how different with that? How would that have impacted me? How would that have changed it? I think that too many times we're tied to this idea que tienes que ser humilde. And that comes from our background. It comes from our parents being immigrants and being just humble people themselves, you know, and this idea that um, we can't necessarily show off what we have. My mom is very much like that. She doesn't like for me to like, when I told her I got a book deal, she's like, hmm, 
That's what she said. Hmm. She's not impressed. She doesn't give a fuck. Okay. She gives zero fucks legit. And it hurts. It hurts because it's like, wow, like you don't, you don't care. And she doesn't. (laughs) And you know, it's not impressive to her. It would make her more impressed that I would have my office organized. That would really, she'd be really proud if I could do, if I could maintain organization. Um, you know, and so I think that we need to really let that go because one of our biggest complaints as Latinas, as Latine community, Latinx community is the lack of representation and our individual wins are part of that representation. So if we are not sharing our accomplishments, I feel like there's also a part of us that's gatekeeping that this can even be possible. So that's kind of the way I look at it and the way I present it to myself to make it more comfortable. And I feel like when I approach it with that intention, I feel like my whoever's reading a post that I'm sharing or listening to my stories, I feel like that that shines through and they receive it in that way. And there's a sense of inspiration of you. I can do it too. Absolutely. And see, you already are her cool tia that (laughs) I was talking about. And it's amazing because, you know, like I said, like you mentioned, how would my life be so different if my mom knew about the stock market, Mm -hmm. if we knew about all this stuff that we're knowing now. So what a time to be alive where we can change the narrative for the future generations to come and cause representation in this world that is much needed. I mean, before, yeah, there was like the JLo's and all that, but, you know, to a certain point, you have to be really who you are, be authentically yourself. And as hard as it is, even your mom, because like you said, we can't control people if they really genuinely don't care. So it's yeah. up to us to really see how we choose to go about that. Do we choose to go into the victim mentality of, you know, it still hurts, it's going to suck and cry it out if you need to, you know, because yeah. you, I'm sure as a mom yourself, you would never do that to your child, you know, but that's the thing. Who knows how our parents grew up and what they went through and as hard as it is we have to realize you know they probably went through what they went through so it's up to me to change what I like or did not like from growing up and you know who's to say that all everything you went through look at everything you're doing now and the life you have for you've built this for your family and that if your mom doesn't tell you I think the whole community can tell you we are all (laughs) proud of you girl And you you. should be too. You should be proud of yourself because it's not easy. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, my little meltdowns with my little. So you have a whole ass platform of people really looking up to you. And that's the thing that even with this book, everyone needs this book. It's coming out in April. Do you know what day in April? April 11th. Oh, April 11th. You can already pre-order. I When I support someone, I support them every way. I already got the Audible because I have all yes. these books that I haven't started to read <laughs> because I don't have time. Even in the Audibles, I have like six books I started <laughs> that yes. I need to get through. But that one, I feel I'm going to get right through it. So make sure you get the book. It is Wealth Warrior, Eight Steps for Communities of Color to Conquer the Stock Market. And I think, again, representation. Like I told you last year, I had a vision that you were doing a book reading and you were at a signing and just seeing the room full of people of color. And I sent you a message. I think we both cried while we were talking about it because that's what's needed. Those communities of people stepping out of their comfort zones and pushing 
teaching other people because it's triggering work we're all doing and it's right. not easy work that we're all doing so the fact that you're still doing the damn thing regardless it's bravo girl we are all cheering for you <laughs> thank you it has been such a like a so much pleasure in the process there also were growing pains and stretching and oh feeling overwhelmed and all of those things but there's so much beauty in the book itself it is so different I think it is so true to me and who I am and it's pure essence like it's gonna be unlike any other finance book in the game like it's just gonna you're gonna feel me throughout the entire book and I think what's really important for us to note as well is how integrated my personal story is woven into the book on how to you know, start investing in the stock market. It is a very non-overwhelming, very basic way to start your journey in the podcast. But then there's also those nuggets of my personal life embedded into the book as well for like, for like, for example, like for you that you know how to do it, you know how to execute it um, because you've taken of course, and you've done the work with me, but the book is going to give you such a great uh, outlook like on my personal life and getting there. So I think it's just going to be like a real cool book. Normally books about how to do things is very how to do it, you know, but this has a lot of me in it. So I'm excited for you to read it. I'm excited for the community to read it. And yeah, and meet people and get to sign books <laughs> I'm telling you I can already see it and when it happens when like they hit like the book signing you're gonna be on the bestsellers I have no doubt about that whatsoever because you know we show out when we support our people and I feel like again with gatekeeping I feel like there's so much out there that we can have access to if we open ourselves to it so this is just another step for that for other people you know to have that avenue of like okay now I can really become an investor and how powerful it is like for even me to say I am an investor in the stock market like the yes. little baby Ruth in me is like damn bitch you a boss ass bitch over there <laughs> yes like I think that in and of itself is so powerful and I think that um it's important for us to celebrate what that means. Like one of the most shocking statistics for me is how only 15% of Americans directly invest into the stock market. So you have 56% that have exposure to the stock market via their Roth or via their uh, 401ks. But to have a portfolio that is solely de dedicated on picking stocks that you picked yourself only 15% of Americans actually participate in this way. And I think what we are failing to understand is that some of the most successful corporations are in the United States of America, and we have the ability and the right to own a piece of those corporations. And just like we buy into their products and we consume their products, we should also strongly be considering becoming investors and own shares of those products. And I think the reason I get so passionate about this is because more people of color that begin to own shares directly in this way, we know that corporations only care about their shareholders for the most part, you know, like, they're trying to appease their shareholders every earnings call, every quarter, 
And so if more of their shareholders look like us, then they would have to start paying attention to meeting our needs. And so I think that that really gets brushed under the rug a lot, or we don't fully uh, comprehend it because we don't have exposure to it. So I think it's incredible that you're a shareholder, that you're actually buying a piece of the United States. Like, uh, I think Warren Buffett, the way he summed it up, made a lot of sense to me. It's like, why wouldn't you invest in the stock market? You're getting to own a piece of America. Like, why wouldn't you do that? You know, I mean, it only makes sense logically in that we are renting America. (laughs) We rent, you know, we get into debt for America. We, there's a lot of things that don't really bring any reproduction of money in the way that the stock market does that we participate in. Um, And so it's important for us to also participate in becoming part shareholders of the corporations that are essentially running our lives, really, you know, at the end of the day, in the sense that where we shop, where, where we consume products from is, you know, uh, dictated by massive corporations. It's just insane to me how it's what a time to be alive, right? It's so accessible just with our cell phones, you can become an investor. Like before you had to go, it was a whole mission. And I remember there's been so many signs. Like I said, growing up, I was like, oh, I want to be an investor. I just didn't know how. And I went to New York and it was interesting. I saw the little girl that we were doing a walking tour and I didn't know anything about the market yet or anything like that. But something was calling me to that little girl. And I was like, I took a picture of the little girl. And then there was the bull. And then she's like, oh, yeah this is the stock market I was like wow and even before I even knew about it I knew it was somewhere that I needed to come back to and I saw the long ass line for the bull what is that with the bull do they kiss the bull's balls like is that really a thing I got questions yes so you like rub the balls for good luck okay because someone was kissing it and they're like um I mean (laughs) I mean I I guess you get extra credit for that I guess (laughs) extra luck a plus for effort at that point I was like hey yeah. I'm here for it but that was pre-COVID so I would not kiss no balls <laughs> yes so now I'm so interested to just go now being an investor and really see like you see it was calling you and for a reason you know I feel like so many of us miss the messages of what the universe is trying to send us and again like you said why not invest in companies we use like you mentioned to always invest in the stuff we use in our everyday homes and when someone asks about the stock market I always say make your money work for you if you're already spending so much money with Apple why not even own a share of the company so that you don't feel like you're just throwing your money away into consumerism and again with the masses we have to feel like we're represented the money talks and that's sad reality money does talk so we either get with the ways and try to move it from within and change the ways from within if not it's I feel like it's going to stay the same unfortunately if we don't do that absolutely yeah I think uh, I I hope that that's what the book brings across when you read it is like the importance of being a participant it's not you know to say like that you should be doing this but I do think that we should have part of our money exposed to the stock market and I think like watching it grow and watching even watching it decline and seeing and understanding the opportunity that we have it makes me excited for what's going to happen to our portfolios five to ten years from now Um, we always hear those stories like if you would have purchased instead of buying the iPod 
in whatever 19 whatever you would have had a million dollars in your bank right now you know uh use that money to buy shares instead and so i think those are real that that's a real those that's life changing money like that changes your life it gives you freedom it gives you the ability to put your children in in a private school it gives you the ability to purchase a home i mean it's really life changing money. And it's also life-changing experience, just the process of managing money in this way and understanding your own personal emotions with the market, I feel like is very valuable and also underrated as well. Yeah. And I feel like you've changed the narrative so much as well, because I think that ultimately is what you have to do in general. And now your every day is changing the narrative. So when the stock market is going down, you know, other people, investors panic and that's when they sell. I feel like our community's opposite. We're like, oh, hell yeah, sales going on. We all get so We excited. know we're ready. We are well trained. We yes. know what the deal is. We're like, here we go. We're going on a shopping spree over exactly. here. Exactly. And it's interesting because that is what I tell people when they ask about the stock market. I'm like, oh, and right now is a great time to go. I know you're hearing stuff about the stock market down, but I wish I started now because I think I started when it was up and I didn't know much about it. So like yeah. you say, I did some <laughs> investments where out of FOMO and all that. But again, money wounds. We have to work through that. What do you say? Yeah. It's um, what do you usually say? It's a tuition. I forget. How oh, you... market tuition. Yeah, it was one of those yes. girl. lessons learned. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that that market tuition is really powerful. You know, if you I mean, unless you drop out of the market, then it sucks. It's a loss. But if you stay in the market, it's really powerful school that you just invested into. And it's a rite of passage, I believe. Like it's just a rite of passage to to take an L. And that's where I had to work through too as well, because obviously a lot of us have money wounds. We don't even realize it. And it's interesting because I've worked through it and now I'm like, money comes and goes. All that money that, you know, you potentially lose or use will come back to you. So it's again, changing the narrative where it's like, it's going to be okay. Don't go into panic mode because at the end of the day, nada pasa, you know? And yeah. I was just telling my partner about this. I was telling him, I'm like, you know what? I don't know why it is, but I feel like people that have struggled when stuff like this happens with like the recession or inflation and all that. Well, the last one, I was still not an adult, but now I'm adulting and all this is happening. I'm like, damn, universe, one thing at a time. But (laughs) I know, but it's just interesting because for me, you know, I didn't grow a bridge. So I feel like gracias a Dios, it hasn't really affected me too much. Well, I mean, I've seen work get slower, but as far as it goes, like I still have food to eat. I still have a roof over my head. So I feel for me, it's always been like be thankful and blessed for the little things you do have so I don't know it's interesting for me I think that that's like part of our superpower in being children of immigrants you know so I think it's just like understanding that this too is temporary and we know how to behave and we know what actions to take whether it's investing when the stock market is down or, you know, cutting costs in your home to preserve money. Like we know what it is. We know what time it is. This isn't anything new to us. Like that's, I think the fortitude, like that's what, where I think the power is, is like, we can take advantage of this opportunity, but we also know how, what to do when it's crunch time, what to do when things start to get tight, because what is inevitable is that you know, the, the amount of money is shrinking right now at a very rapid 
time. Nobody can argue that. Nobody can argue that now when you go to the grocery store, you're lucky if you can buy a full meal with, you know, $80. Like it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a very real experience. And yes, it may, it's going to affect a lot of people more than it's not going to affect a lot of people those types of prices, like feeling that in our pocket. But it's important to understand also that the beauty of a recession is to like let go of the bloat. It's like to to slim down, so to speak. It's to purge what isn't serving you and make sure that everything that you are spending on is currently serving you. It's all it is, is a reset button. And what I love about this reset button is how it forces us to think differently, to be creative in different ways and look at situations and find the opportunities in the situations that are taking place. This is why Bitcoin was invented in 2008 off of a crisis. That's why Airbnb was invented in 2008. That's why PayPal, I mean, we can go on and on about what recessions and crisis have brought. And it really does serve as a purging and to reconfigure our mind and to see different opportunities that we couldn't see before. So I'm here for it. And I have personally had to make adjustments recently, very big adjustments. You know, I'm having to change things and it can, it's painful, but I put it off way too long. And now I'm paying the price because I put it off way too long. And that's, that's part of being an entrepreneur. That's part of being a business owner. And that's part of just being a like resident of the United States of America as well, you know? Um, but yeah, I think that this is such a important time and I'm happy that we have each other as resource, as community where we can tap in and just have conversations and know that everything is going to be okay. Like mm -hmm. we know how to eat frijoles and tacos. Like we know how to eat tortillas, frijoles con salsa. Like we're good. We'll throw it back old school. This is not <laughs> exactly. a drill. Just go back to your frijolitos, tortillas and queso and exactly. plan a chile tree and you got it. <laughs> exactly. And it's yeah. true. I feel like this is Olympia because it just is really eye-opening where now I'm that señora that's like, I comida en la casa and... <laughs> Yeah. Like, like, do I need all that? Do I even need clothes? No, girl, you got like two closets. You're not even going anywhere. Chill. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it no. is, it's definitely changing just the outlook in life in general. And now I'm like, okay, I don't even want to go out anymore as much as I used to. One, I don't trust people anymore. I don't know where people have been. And two, just in general, you know, like, you know, do you think more like, do I really want to go? You have, to, and it's the effort, right? You have to get ready. You have mm -hmm. to leave your comfort zone. <laughs> And it's a whole domino effect where it's like, ah, me quedo en la casa mejor. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's true. And it's working true. through that as well, being like, no, you are deserving of that too. So it's like, okay. Yep. It's like, which one is it too, where you're in a crossroads? It's like, no, not today. I don't feel like doing that today. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. You know what it, it reminds me of? So I recently did a water cleanse and this is something that I used to do a lot. I haven't done it since... I think I did it once maybe since my move, but it was a very short cleanse. And this one, I did it for 10 days. Wow. I think I've done one day, 10 days. Kudos to you, Gromez Mayo. That's I amazing. Know. It's a, definitely a process and it's very intimate process. And so I moved through it and um, I'm currently 
starting like right after it, I moved into OMAD fasting one meal a day. Mm -hmm. So I just have water, just water. Like not, I'm not even doing coffee anymore. Um, in the mornings, not even black coffee, which was what I I was doing black decaf. Were you a coffee drinker before that? I huge. I've been a coffee drinker since I was 13 years old. Oh, wow. I had to stop. It was giving me anxiety when, and I was a teenage drinker too. (laughs) It's funny how we say that. Yeah, it was giving me anxiety. So how were you with that? Were you going through the withdrawal? Well, I switched to decaf um, in 2021. Mm. I switched to decaf because I was getting massive anxiety and yeah. I could feel the the coffee being a trigger for it. So I switched to I made the switch to decaf, which did help, but I would still feel like a tinge of it. But I think what then started affecting me was like the creamer in my coffee and don't so, realize all the sugar it has and everything. Yeah, it's just like a wit, you know. So I was like, okay, I need to make a solid decision. And I had to tell myself, you've been drinking since 13. You had a great coffee run. This part of your life is gonna be over, maybe once in a while, a decaf, you know, what whatnot. In so, moderation. Yeah, exactly. And so I started um, OMAD one meal a day, which I used to do a lot in the past as well. But this is what it's kind of reminding me of like a recession and what OMAD actually does. Like a lot of people don't fully understand the workings of OMAD, but it you reach a point in your body where you get to reach autophagy, which is when your old cells, the ones that ya no sirven, like like where you have scars on your body, your body starts to recognize, like it doesn't have anything to do. It doesn't have food to digest. So it starts to take clean all of your old cells and clean your body and regenerate and regrow new stem cells. And, you know, it does all of these incredible things. And so for me on the outside, while, you know, water fasting and maybe like a craving, or I wish I had this right now, It's this moment of deprivation where I am depriving myself, but in the evening I do get to feast on whatever it is I want it. I want to feast, but my point is that I'm doing something really good for my body and that I'm cleaning out all of the, the junk that isn't, that isn't, doesn't serve me anymore. And so I feel like the recession is an exact mirror uh, reflection of that because it is necessary that we we have them and I think like now understanding at least for me the reason I was so prepared in 2020 for the drop was because I had already been invested since 2013 and so what I'm understanding is like I had more knowledge this run but what but I didn't expect for us to go from 2020 to having um the drop and then having a go straight into a bull run. I didn't just not expecting that. So I got to learn a lot as an investor. And I think like, as the decades go on, Ruth, we're going to be so much more savvy and be so much more strategic and it's going to be automatic. It's not going to be something we necessarily have to think about. We're going to know how to maneuver. And all of that is just part of, um, you know, the process of building generational wealth where our children or our nieces and nephews, they will just like, it'll be innate for them to maneuver that space, just like it is for white men. Yep. It's true. I feel like I always do that now. Instead of saying, what would Jesus do? I say, what would a white person do? (laughs) (laughs) So 
now I I'm know. like, you know what? I'm going to tap into that white people energy because so <laughs> many of us. <laughs> literally, I'm like, my vale madre, because people don't pay our bills anyway. So I'm tapping into yeah. that white people energy. Watch out, white peeps. We're coming. <laughs> yeah. We're joining you. We're joining yes. forces in that energy now. And it's true, though. I think it's just important to really just tap into that and really see what is serving us and what isn't. Because even with you doing that, our body can either be our best friend or worst enemy. It depends how we even treat it. And that's when the whole podcast of us recording even came because you're starting or you did a, your journey with ice baths. Are you still doing that as well? I stopped doing them during the 10 day fast just mm-hmm. because from my experience with ice baths before it does speed up your metabolism and it makes you hungrier because it's burning fat. So I was like, I need to pick my struggle. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Literally. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so, but no, I'm back on my ice bath. So I was off during the fast and I, now I'm back on and I feel amazing, except I did, I did go to a party on Saturday and I did some drinking and my body could not handle it. Like I could not handle it. And I didn't even drink that much, but my body literally could not handle it. And my friend calls me right away and she's like, Cabrona, what are you doing? She's like, no, you just did a freaking cleanse. And then you're over here. Like, I was like, yo, that's what happened. I legit poisoned my body. Like I legit poisoned it because it was clean, you know, mm-hmm. your body's I mean, like, we don't want this. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, this is it, it was like, an, it was a lesson. <laughs> okay. But it's interesting because, you know, we, I like to be an occasional drinker and I did a three week uh, reset program where alcohol, I couldn't drink either. And then I was doing dry January too. So it was a whole thing, but it's interesting when I went back, I thought I was going to go back right away. And it took a few days for me even to go. And I think I had two drinks and the next day, the same thing, my body's like, bitch, we said what we said, we don't like yeah. this anymore. So now, and I drank this weekend too, and I still feel tired from it. It. like it takes yeah. a long time for our, to leave our body and I'm like damn I'm really playing myself because I do like that occasional drink but maybe I need to let back it up I don't know what it is you know maybe we edit I have to maybe come to terms eventually where no girl we don't do alcohol anymore I, yeah I mean I think that I feel I definitely feel like that that space is eventually coming for me like I've gotten to the place where it's like oh maybe like one cocktail at dinner during the week Mm-hmm. And then, but what happened is what happened was <laughs> what happened was this one time <laughs> I got peer pressured and I just took the bait and I should have stood up for myself and said no, but I just like, I couldn't. And so whatever it is, what it is, it's, it's done, but I have learned like, okay, I, we, we can't do that. And it doesn't, no, it doesn't serve us like yesterday. I was all day on the couch, you know, Mm -hmm. it's so funny because we have to be like, I ain't no punk bitch. Like, don't, you know, we go back to that mentality. We're like, oh, there, there's that peer pressure, you know, I'm going to show them. And then it's like, nah, I shouldn't have shown them shit. (laughs) Yeah. Who the hell was I thinking I was? Uh Now we're in the bed. Like, why having liquid IV? Have you had liquid IV though? I swear by that. Yeah. I normally like I have it before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. but I did not do that and I had it the next day but it was kind of like oh I'm packing some for warrior cella because oh so are we 
<laughs> like I am ready. I'm going. Uh, I did first class. I remember when I, I went to Mexico, I mentioned in the community how I booked first class for my mom and I. And you're like, oh, be careful because you're not going to want to fly I know, any other either. way. So I'm like, let me look at my point and see if at least I can go one way first class and I'm going to go first class there. But they get you turned in first class. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was not prepared and I was not used to the elevations. Yes. It's so fun. It's fun for sure. I'm like, why are you Bella? Like, hi guys, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and how did yeah. you even start your water bath or your cold plunges? What made you even start doing that? How did you even hear about it? Um, I had been hearing about it for like a while. Um, my sister had been doing it. And so it was kind of like playing in the background of my mind. Mm-hmm. But I, what really drove me to it is again, I'm always looking for like ways to cope with anxiety or ways to cope with stress. Cause I also gained a lot of weight during the pandemic. And I really believe that a lot of the reason for the weight gain was just pure stress, like stress of a pandemic and the thoughts and scary uh, ideas of that. But also like um, I started to, you know, create a business. And so there was the stress of just being an entrepreneur and figuring things out and all of that coupled, I feel like that was making me gain a lot of weight, um, I simultaneously, I got into a car accident and was having severe back problems, upper back problems that were really bad. And I never had back problems before. Um, And so I was searching for solutions and it just kind of felt like cold plunging felt like it was an answer for a lot of my problems, my anxiety, my weight gain, my stress levels. One of the incredible things that ice baths does is it creates so much stress in your body in the first few like minutes of it that it that anything any other stress that comes after it is minuscule like it doesn't matter what is <laughs> like you're you know how to like you can get your cortisol levels to kind of plateau and that's what will keep you from gaining the weight so when we have like glucose spikes we generate glucose it's not just from eating sugar but it's also from having um stress so what we're training our body to do is to handle like severe stress where your body actually thinks you're going to die that's how stressful it is to be in the ice but then something really incredible happens where your body gets into survival mode and you can almost feel your entire body go limp And it's almost like you're so relaxed in the ice that it feels like you're in a jacuzzi. It feels like, like that's how relaxed, like it's the weirdest thing. Um, Dopamine kicks in. And then when you get out for me, when I, when I like stand up, all I do is crave to go back in. It's crazy. It's a crazy experience, but I'm excited to, to like do it at warrior cella and you know, I'm so excited because I've I have the ice thing and the little ducky too, girl. I am terrified. I do like the uh, cold water. Like I've always yeah. done like a few seconds before I end it. I like do a little shock wave. But you know what? <laughs> I don't know if it triggers me too when there was no hot water back in the day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so it I'm up, like, like yeah. So I'm like maybe I. And then I saw it's gonna be at Warrior Chill. I'm like maybe I'll wait until then. That way. <laughs> 
Yes, I'll break you in. Yeah, because I'm like, de por si está un friazo in LA. And then oh, I'm over here in an ice bath. A ver si no me da pneumonia. Sí. No, My mom's sí. going to be like, ¿Quién te manda mensa? I know, I know. <laughs> like, true, but but did I die? Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't, no. No, yeah. what's, what's incredible, too, is that short exposure, like three minutes, um, I, also increases your immune system. It makes you healthier. Wow. So you, you will see, like, there's a lot of, um, like, where, in the north where it snows, you will see a lot of, Indian communities like indigenous native to the land um they'll put their kids in like wrap them put them in the snow naked and bury them and because it builds their immunity so it's just the cold exposure that it's actually really good for us it's um, interesting because they were saying how with the shutdowns they were doing what we weren't supposed to because we weren't building immunity being shut down and I'm like well at this point <laughs> Now every one of their moms is getting sick and it's like, well, we, they say what they say for a reason. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, because I did do research about it and it says taking an icy plunge may help relieve pain, aid exercise recovery and boost your mood. So you already said, girl, you're like, we <laughs> ready yeah. to tackle the world. Also immune yeah. support, it does being in burns and cold water stimulates leukocytes, the white blood cells that help fight off sickness. And then one study found that you, if you emerge, blood flow increases and brings more oxygen to your muscles so yeah. it's a whole thing I'm like oh yeah. yes please so where I start that PSI warrior children <laughs> but after girl <laughs> yes yes no hey, it's gonna go be hit good <laughs> it's gonna be good it's supposed to be good for um hangovers as well okay so. after the delta thing and all that in the first class I'm gonna need it <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna put liquid IV to the test though to see how it yes. is <laughs> That's exciting. I'm excited that you're writing first class. That's great. I'm excited in general just for Warrior Cella because I've gone to Coachella. Oh, is that your little one? Hey. Yeah, he's sneaking in here. He knows he's not supposed to be in here during a podcast interview. Hi. <laughs> it's all good. It's just so interesting how even I've gone to Coachella in the past. And when I would go, I loved it. Just the thought of being in community and having your own little village. I mean, Coachella is all turning up and partying for the most part, but... Yeah. I'm excited to have because I'm like this would be amazing if they were like Latinos like a big group of Latinos so when I saw Warrior Cello I was like wow I manifested this another thing to add to the list that's and awesome I am just so excited I'm like I feel like Texas has been calling me one of my dearest friends moved out there a few years ago she's like just come we'll raise our children over here I'm like I don't even have kids girl hold up <laughs> <laughs> she's all trying to sell it to me but now I'm like yeah no hubiera ido but it's hard you know like how was it yeah. for you to leave was it hard for you as well it was hard in the beginning I think like it was easy in the very very beginning and then maybe like after two months it starts to set in and like you know it's like we have to find new places like there's not like ramen the way ramen is in in LA and you know sushi like all those things like where your places where you go to as a family your little family outings the things that you do going to the beach all those things it started to then sink in like oh my gosh my whole life has been uprooted and changed and I mourned it, you know, I mourned it really, really bad. And I felt like disconnected. I would see my friends like going to events. And I, I know if I was there, I would be, go I would be there. And you like, had FOMO. Hella FOMO. Aww. 
And then the lockdown happened and I was like, you know what? <laughs> we're doing good out here. It's okay. You know? Shit got real, real, but we're chilling here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I'd rather be here than, you know, because there's less population, like all the things I just felt like I'd rather be here. So I quickly moved through that because of circumstance had COVID not taken place. And then like me focusing on building wealth rules, everything around me, I don't know how I would have navigated that. I don't know how I would have moved out of kind of like my, my sadness. I was like mourning Los Angeles. You had to, I mean, it's hard because I feel we're so spoiled in LA, the food, every time I go somewhere, I'm a foodie. So I'm all about trying food and girl, I have been so disappointed in some areas. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, I'm like insulted at like Mexican restaurants. Oh my gosh. I'm still trying to find a good Mexican restaurant in Texas. And I know that if there's Texas people hearing me, they are going to be upset, but I am sorry. You, it's just not the same. It's just not. Yeah, I have to try because I'm already looking on Yelp, girl, because I'm going a day early. I'm like, let me see on Yelp. They're the guinea pigs first. Let me see what I find there. And I think I saw a few places. So changuitos that they're actually good. Yeah. But- well, Austin <laughs> has a lot of really great restaurants. So they, they do really good with food. Um, I And, you know, yeah, I think you have to, like, I think lower your expectations with Yelp just a little bit because they just barely started Yelping. So it's not like, so you know what I mean? So like in LA, you have like years of hardcore Yelpers and like you can depend on that where in Texas, a restaurant might be a little newer or maybe it's not newer. Here's my rule in Texas, over 300 reviews and four, no less than four stars. Mm. Where in LA, it's like, if you don't have, if you're not in the thousands, boo, I ain't fucking with you. We're not doing it. (laughs) We're not doing it. (laughs) But out here, I I lower my expectations and I have been able to find some really great places. But I would say in terms of Mexican food, like it's just different. I think I just have to stop with that mentality of like trying Mexican food in other places. Because when I went to Ohio, girl, even my man was like, well, what were you thinking ordering tacos in Ohio? Like I would have told you, pero yo necio. I'm like, no, I want to try their tacos. I was like, no, I should have (laughs) listened. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a thing where I'm like, you know what, at this point, I'm just going to go to different places and see what they're known for, because Texas is like barbecue, stuff like that. Yeah. Right. So I'm yeah. like, you know what? let me go into there. <laughs> yeah. Country food, soul food, like mm-hmm. Southern cooking, barbecue. Um, the breakfast tacos are like a really big thing. They're with tortillas de, de harina. We're going to have those at Warrior Chela. So you'll get to taste those and Yes, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm just really mm-hmm. excited just to see Texas because I mean, you know, you hear everything like anywhere. It's good and bad, but I mean, it can't be worse than LA right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you ever think you'll come back to LA or you think you're staying in Texas or you just don't even know? Um, I definitely think that there's a part of me that will eventually buy property in California mm-hmm. for sure. My mom still lives over there. My sister lives over there. So I would definitely like to get to a place where I have a property that I can go to when I'm over there. And maybe like it's summers in California and an experience like that, because it gets way too hot here in Texas. So I definitely want to experience something like that in my life. So I'm definitely working on manifesting that 
for our family. I love that. I feel like I'm the same way. I want to have like different properties in different parts of the country where it's like, I want to be that family. Like if it's snowing, we can go somewhere else. Or if it's hot as shit and we're over it, we can go somewhere else. And it's like, you know what, at this point, again, we have to tap into the white people energy and just do it. (laughs) Start planting the little seeds. And then like we said, if worst comes to worst, just buy a big pot of land and (laughs) start a commune. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, survive off the lote and the totally crops. down to do that. <laughs> Let's all just in our communities start building towards that in case shit does hit the fan and we do need to. We got us. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We'll have all of that. I was all about the chickens until you said that it had like it attracts rodents. I'm like, scratch. I that. know. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind it if I had like a lot of land and they could be all the way chingada, but <laughs> in the corner over there. Exactly. But <laughs> that's too close for comfort. I'm just not interested in attracting rats, which is why you like, which is why it's important to have the proper ecosystem in the farm and have the cats. And then, you know, so then you have to bring in cats and then all the things it's so interesting that you do mention that because it's true the cats would get the rodents and mm-hmm. I didn't thought of that look at us go we're already starting to <laughs> yes exactly I love it and I am so excited for your book to be out already and again I want everyone and their moms to go pre-order it right now wealth warrior you can find it on amazon you can find it everywhere right yeah, I feel like Target, anywhere yes Barnes and Noble be all ready. Add it to your wish list. I'm so excited. I'm excited for all six copies of mine to come already. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for supporting like that. Yes. It means a lot. Thank Again, you. Again, we're not about gatekeeping here. So I'm going to give this to the people that I feel called need this in their lives and who are open to it. Because again, I feel like in yeah. life, we have to realize not everyone, we've had to come to terms that not everyone's on the same journey and it's okay, you know, and yeah. we're all on our own path. But if you feel called to do so, definitely go and be a part of the community. I feel like if a lot of more people knew about this community or knew that there was a community like this, yeah. I feel like it would be so liberating for them. So make sure to look into joining the patreon community because people in general drop gems every day i feel (laughs) i know it is on fire in there Mm -hmm. it is a whole ecosystem on its own too yes yes (laughs) and make sure to go listen to the let there be loose podcast i'm so sad that i didn't find this podcast before because the red tent sounded fire all that stuff well i think A lot of folks that went to those are going to find a lot of elements similar at Warrior Cella. So, yeah. I'm excited. You know, better late than never. So I will take whatever I can get. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And thank you again, Linda, again, for being so transparent. I feel like there have to be more people like us out there. I mean, you know, sometimes that shit does creep up and be like, no, the again, ego kicks in. But, you know, this is us. We cry. We go through our ups and downs. And that's just reality. It's real life. So we're, we're all human beings. We pee and poop out of the same holes. It's true. <laughs> and thank you, Linda. Thank I you, appreciate Ruth. Thank you. you for having me. This was such a great conversation. Thank you. Thank and you. thank you for being open to it and helping me manifest another one of my checklists. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for thank listening. You. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.